Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Hope for Your Heart. This is Pastor Calvin Corbett with Hickory Ridge Community Church. So glad that you're joining me today. Listen, today I'm talking about how to guard your tongue. You know, in July of 2020, a slip of the tongue by an air traffic controller saw two planes come within 300 feet of crashing into each other. A United Airlines flight from Newark, New Jersey, was making its approach to land at the same time that an EasyJet was preparing to take off. The Newark flight that was landing was supposed to be assigned to runway 09L as the flight taking off was cleared to take off from a runway 09R. Well, due to an unfortunate slip of the tongue, however, the controller gave clearance for Newark to land on 09R instead of 09L. Furthermore, the controller didn't have direct line of sight access to runway 09R because of some equipment malfunction. Well, eventually, the captain of the flight taking off asked why Newark plane was given clearance to a plane to land on that same runway and warned of imminent collision. Well, the Newark plane was instructed to abort the landing and to ascend. But by the time it engaged the evasive maneuver, the two planes were only 300 feet apart. Well, you know, we have a lot to learn about our tongues, right? The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint, and whoever has understanding is even-tempered. Here's a great lesson to learn. When I'm even-tempered, I will use my tongue with restraint. I don't know if you've noticed this, but when I'm worked up, man, I become brilliant with the use of my tongue. Have you noticed that too? Calvin Coolidge, one of our presidents said, I have noticed that nothing I never said ever did me any harm. Well, let's talk about the tongue today, and let's talk about how we can tame our tongues. You know, we talk a lot. Studies found that even quiet, less talkative people will utter about 7,000 words a day. Now, on average, most people will speak between 16 and 17,000 words a day. Women speak around 16,250 words a day, and men speak about 15,669 words a day. Well, so much for that theory that women speak twice as much as men. The average length of sermons is 37 minutes long, with the major branches of Christianity within the United States. Now, according to the digital pulpit, Catholic sermons are the shortest. They last about 14 minutes, compared to 25 minutes for those who are mainline Protestant congregations, and 39 minutes for those who are evangelical Protestant congregations. So on average, most sermons are delivered at a rate of about 130 words per minute, and they end up being about 5,500 words. Now, I think I'm above average on both of those counts. But as we look at words, how are you investing your words today? So today and tomorrow, I'm going to give you some ways in which you can guard your tongue straight from God's Word, okay? Well, here's the first one. Number one, not everything that I think needs to be spoken. Just because a thought runs through my mind doesn't mean that it has to run out my mouth. Proverbs 13 says, Whoever guards their mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. 
So just because you think something doesn't mean you have to speak it. And so be careful what you think, because when you think on something long enough, it will eventually come out of your tongue. That's why we're to capture every thought, make it obedient to Christ, because if our thoughts are not obedient to Christ, they're going to slip out the tongue. Well, here's a second thing that I think will help you to really guard your tongue. Remember that my speech should always build up others. It should be filled with corruption. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouths, but only which is good for building up as it is fit for the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Words that are building one another up. Have you noticed how much more common vulgar communication has become in our society? You know, profanity, it used to be used sparingly never around women and children. Well, today, children and women are just as likely to cuss like sailors as men. This ought not to be the case, especially in the life of the believer. Our speech should be words that are building up others. Well, here's a third point. Great speech is produced by great listening. The great management of my anger. Look what James says in James 1.19. Know this, my beloved brothers, every person should be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Okay, quick to listen. God's given us two ears, twice as much listening as speaking. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. You ever notice how talkative we become when we're angry? Uh, We spout off in anger. Our words are wise to nobody else except for us. There was an NBA announcer who was mortified by a hurtful mix-up of words. On-air announcer Glenn Consor was doing what he's paid to do at an NBA game, giving off-the-cuff commentary of the events as they unfolded. But this moment would end up being a notorious chapter in his broadcasting career. Conser is the color analyst for NBC Sports Washington, which covers the Washington Wizards. As such, he had a perfect view of the Houston Rockets guard, Kevin Porter Jr. And as he launched into a game-winning three-pointer to defeat the Wizards on their home floor, in the shock of the excitement, Conser said the following, You've got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled the trigger right at the right time. Well, Concert made that paternal reference because he assumed the Rockets guard was the son of the former Washington Bullets standout, Kevin Porter. But he was wrong. The father of the Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr., did not previously play in the NBA. However, back in 1993, Porter's father did plead guilty to first-degree manslaughter and the shooting death of a 14-year-old, a conviction for which he spent four and a half years in prison. So many fans were offended at that comment because it appeared as though Conser was glibly making a double entree of Porter Jr. and of his father's criminal background. But Conser meant no harm, and he had no idea that the use of that phrase, pulling the trigger, would be interpreted literally and was mortified when he found out about his mistake. 
The next day, he offered this apology. Please allow me to take this opportunity to sincerely apologize to Kevin Porter Jr., his family, and the Rockets organization for the comments I made during the game last night. I mistakenly thought Kevin was the son of former Washington player Kevin Porter and was unaware that the words I choose to describe his game-winning shot would be in any way harmful or insensitive. I have reached out to Kevin and personally apologized and hope to be able to talk with him soon. As you think about our words, once they're out there, they can't be retrieved. So be careful, little mouth, what you say. For the Father of above is looking down in love. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. Well, there's something else about our mouths. And this is the fourth point. And this comes from Ephesians 5. Let no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. So my fourth point is that off-color humor and nonsense talk is always out of place for the believer. You know, I am the self-proclaimed king of sarcasm, but the Lord's been convincing me to use my mouth to give thanks. A thankful mouth is a sign of a thankful heart. If you're thankful and you know it, then your mouth will really show it. Give thanks to others. Avoid that off-color humor. Avoid that nonsense talk. It is out of place for the believer. Number five, a properly seasoned tongue is like a well-seasoned meal. My wife is a pretty good cook, and, and, uh, and whenever she cooks something, it seems like she knows how to get the seasons just right. She has won the, our chili contest for many years in our annual fall festival, and she kind of has a knack for getting the flavors just right. Not too much pepper, not too much salt, not too much garlic, and she knows how to just mix these things together and has a delicious meal. Well, when you think about somebody that has to speak well, uh, we are told that our speech should always be gracious. Paul says it should be seasoned with salt. You know, not too much flattery, but just enough. Not discouragement, but encouragement. And he says when we are gracious and our seasoned salt speech is given, we will know how to answer each person. So gracious speech produces wisdom. So when I don't know how to answer somebody, I should speak graciously to them. And then I'm given the right response. My answer is like this delicious meal. It all starts with good seasoning. So why don't you use your speech today to encourage somebody? Season that speech with well-seasoned words. Well, there's something else about speech that I think is so beneficial. And it's found in Proverbs 15.1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So when confronted in anger, respond softly. You ever try to outshout somebody? How did that work out for you? As you spoke louder, the other person spoke louder. Or if you were bigger than them and you were in a position of authority over them, when you spoke louder, they may have shut down out of fear. In either case, anger was stirred up. Solomon says a soft answer turns away wrath. 
but harsh words stir up anger. So whenever you're confronted with anger, speak and respond softly. Number seven, words can set us free or our words can trap us. In Matthew chapter 12, Jesus says, For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. You see, the careful use of words helps others to understand why we did or why we want to do something. Careless words, on the other hand, condemn us. You see, as we speak well, we learn to live well. Winston Churchill had a working vocabulary of over 65,000 words. Now, to put that in perspective, that's two or three times more than the average person. How did this help him? He used this gift to accurately describe with precision, with persuasion, why England must take action to defeat Nazi Germany. His words justified his actions. And as a result of using these words, these 65,000 words that was at his disposal, he was able to convince his country, and later our country, to defeat Nazi Germany. You see, your words will justify you, or your words will condemn you. It all depends on how you use them. Number eight, pray first, speak second. The psalmist says in Psalm 141, verse number three, We're to set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. At one time, I was in Richmond, Virginia. I was attending a revival service with a few chaplain friends, and as I walked into the service late, the pastor recognized me. Without warning, the pastor introduced me and told the congregation I had a message to share. Well, what did I do? Totally unprepared, totally unexpected. This is what I did. I prayed, then I spoke. So pray first, speak second. When you don't know what to say, pray. If you've ever been called upon to give an address or to speak to somebody and you're not prepared for it, pray. Pray first, and the Lord will give you the words in which you should say. Number nine, honest speech comes from a genuine heart. And James puts it this way. He says, you know, if you think that you're religious and you can't bridle your tongue, then you're deceived. You're deceived in your heart. And this person's religion is worthless. You see, a transformed life is reflected in a tamed tongue. You know, our tongue is only about three and a half inches long, but it has got a long history of stirring up conflict. A tiny bit in the mouth of a horse can control a 2,000-pound animal. And a spirit-controlled tongue can be a blessing to all who hear. Have you ever prayed that the Lord would allow your tongue to be controlled? Uh, Have you ever prayed, Lord, would you allow me to use words that are encouraging, not words that are discouraging? Because as you speak, so is the direction of your life. Honest speech comes from a genuine heart. Here's something else I've learned about the tongue. When you are right, all right, you get into a debate with somebody, maybe it's your spouse. When you are right, it's reflected by the wisdom from our tongues. Psalm 37, 30 says, the mouth of the righteous utters wisdom. The tongues speak what is just. You see, the way we live 
reflects the way we speak. If we are living in righteousness, we will speak wisdom. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. You know, the other day, I was talking to somebody, and they had their truck there, they had their radio on, and it was on loud enough so that I could hear what was on their radio. I noticed they were listening to a Christian station. They were listening to somebody like me give a sermon, and it was pretty loud. I could hear it uh, on his radio. So I assumed that this person was a Christian. But I didn't want to be presumptuous, and so I got talking to this person, and I discovered very early in our conversation that this person must be one of those secret service Christians. Because although he was listening to Christian radio, the way he spoke was anything but Christian. We weren't five minutes into the conversation, and all of a sudden, words began to come out of his mouth. Uh, words that were not uplifting words, words that were not, uh, there was even profanity in this, this man's mouth. I, I was totally shocked. On one hand, it appeared that he was a Christian. On the other hand, it appeared that he wasn't. Because the heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes out evil. Well, here's my next point. When it comes to speaking, speak up, but don't speak too much. Proverbs 29.11 says, A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. You know, a seasoned pastor once told me that a good sermon is delivered by one who stands up, speaks up, sits down, shuts up. <laughs> you see, when a point is articulated, there's no need to rehash it. There's no need to strut or gloat. Just sit down and shut up. As you think about your life today, we're getting ready to begin a brand new year with lots of new opportunities. And I can't wait for this new year, right? Uh, I have some goals for our church. I have some personal goals. And one of the things that I'm, I'm asking the Lord to do this year is to allow us to read through the whole Bible in this new year. Now, I've got a pamphlet that I'd like to show you. It's kind of a trifold that gives you three or four different ways in which you can read through the Bible in the new year. Now, if you will contact me, I will be happy to send this to you. I'll drop it in the mail to you. And uh, all you have to do is, is either call me or write me, okay? Or you can email me. If you give me a call at 252-267-2365, uh, give me your name and address on a text or on a voicemail, I will send you this pamphlet, okay? It's a trifold uh, and ways in which you can read through the Bible in this new year. Or you can send me an email. My email is pastorcorbett at gmail.com. Okay, Pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R, Corbett, C-O-R-B-I-T-T, at gmail.com, Pastor Corbett at gmail.com. Uh, just shoot me an email and say, I want the trifold uh, that gives me ways in which I can walk through and read the Bible all in the new year. I'm praying that you will take up this challenge. Read through the Bible this year. Just reach out to me. Now, if you prefer to shoot me a text, that number is 252-267-2365. I'm going to give it to you again because many of you are driving, 252-267-2365, and uh, just request the trifold 
on ways in which you can read through the entire Bible in one year. Now, if you're listening to this message and something spoke to you and you want to hear it again, you can listen to this broadcast by going to our church website, hrcc7.org, Google in Hickory Ridge Community Church, Chesapeake, Virginia, and then you can look on the on the broadcast schedule, click on the tab uh, to listen, and uh, you can go and you can find this broadcast, Guard Your Tongue, all right? And I want to pray for you today that you will indeed be able to be filled with restraint. Remembering Proverbs 17, 27, the one who has knowledge uses words with restraint. Whoever has understanding is evenly tempered. Proverbs 17, 27. So, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity today, and we pray that we will use our vocabulary, use our words to bless others, that you will allow our vocabulary to bring peace, to bring comfort, to bring wisdom. We pray that not only will you guard our lips and our tongues, but guard our minds. May we be able to capture thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. May we realize that whoever guards his mouth preserves his life, and as we open up our mouths, may it bring glory and honor to others. May we not have any corrupt communication coming out of our mouths, but may we only use words that are building up others. That fits the occasion. Lord, we pray that you'll allow us to know that we should be quick to learn, quick to hear, slow to anger. Allow us, Lord, to be able to speak well. Lord, allow us to build each other up. We pray that there be no foolish talking, uh, no crude joking, because these are so much out of place, but instead that we'll be filled with thanksgiving. We ask you, Lord, that our speech will be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that we may know how to answer each person. We pray that our gracious speech comes from a heart that's filled with wisdom. We pray that a soft answer can be given when things begin to get heated. We pray that we won't try to outshout others, but we pray that we will speak with not harshness, but with softness. We ask that you allow our words to justify us. We pray that we will be very careful in what we say. Lord, we ask that you will allow us to set a guard over our mouths, to keep watch over our lips. We pray that everything that we say will come from a genuine heart. As James reminds us, if anybody thinks that he's religious and doesn't bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. And then we ask, Lord, that the mouth of the righteous will utter wisdom and that our tongues will speak what is just. And we pray this all in Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen. Well, I'm going to give you that offer again. If you want to read through the Bible in this new year, shoot me a text message, 252-267-2365. I'll just need your name and address, and I'll drop that into the mail to you. If you want to do it through email, Pastor Corbett, Pastor Corbett, one word, it's not case-sensitive, Pastor Corbett, C-O-R-B-I-T-T at gmail.com, or you can call the office at the church, 
7500. Thank you so much for joining me today in the broadcast. My prayer for you is that you will have a tongue that brings praise to the Lord and encourages others. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds back. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I pray that you have been blessed by the broadcast today. So Lord, again, we come before you asking you to fill us with your spirit, and as we're filled with the spirit of God, we will be able to give an answer of the hope that lies within us. We ask that we do this with gentleness and respect. I thank you for every listener today. I pray that you bless them today. As they prepare for a brand new year, fill them with your spirit. Allow them to know you. Allow them to share you wherever they go. And we pray this all in the name of our dear, precious Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Shoot me an email, pastorcorbett at gmail.com, 252-267-2365 if you prefer to shoot me a text. I'm so glad that you joined me. Happy New Year to you and your family. Be safe as you travel. I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. God bless you and your family. Thank you so much for joining us today. I will talk with you tomorrow. If you'd like to hear this broadcast again, you can have a free download at buzzsprout.com backslash 1890557, or you can listen on Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Hickory Ridge Community Church is located at 3320 Battlefield Boulevard South in Chesapeake, Virginia. Sunday service times are 9 a.m. and 1030 a.m. We'd love for you to join us. For more information, go to hrcc7.org. And remember, no matter what you're going through, in Jesus Christ there is always hope for your heart.